0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Green Room Podcast. Different week, same story. I'm Tony Paul of the Detroit News, joined by Matt Charbonneau, the ever... Uh, Keep searching. yeah, uh, The beat writer, I guess. He's, 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 he's thrilled to be the beat writer uh, these days uh, for uh, the Detroit News from Michigan State. Matt Charbonneau. Matt, another episode of the Green Room Podcast. How you doing? you uh, are you know, settling into things here?
1: <laughs> sure. I am uh, I had a tryout today to play defensive back. Um,
0: you got it. You got it. You're in. Yeah, you're in.
1: I'm in. You're in. Uh, it's starting to get a very 2000. Well, I was going to say it was going to be a 2018 feel where they didn't score any points. Um, but really, it's more of a 2016 feel where you're just realizing each week that they're just not very good.
0: Yeah. Well, let me um, st- I'm going to stop you right here because I read a headline on one of your stories today at DetroitNews.com. And the headline I uh, was paraphrasing here is Scott Hazleton saying how they're fixing things. It's getting, it's getting better. It's close or something on those lines on the close yep. uh, thoughts
1: on um, them being close. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I don't believe they're close. Okay. It, 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 here's the problem when you're, and I understand the position coaches are in and here's, and it's part of the reason why I think the whole fire Scotty Hazleton crowd needs to just settle down and and you know not getting mad because heads haven't rolled because i think what's really happening here and the coaching staff from top to bottom i think truly believes they just simply don't have the guys it's not a matter of putting that or where they're at or what scheme to use i feel like defensively especially they don't have enough guys now we can sit here and debate why that is and whose fault that is and how much of it's on the previous staff and all that but to me, that's that's where I think this this team is at. And when you're a coach, when you're Mel Tucker talking about your staffer players, when you're Scotty Hazleton talking about it, you're not really going to come out and say, well, I've tried five different things and our guys all aren't good enough. You know, I clearly you can't say that. Um, so yeah, you can look at the mistakes, say this was a mistake we could have fixed here and this play here and that play there. And maybe it's different, but... None of that's happened, right, in a while. So this idea that they're close, yeah, maybe they're close, but do you think that gap can be made up? And the evidence shows to this point, and I don't mean just these four games this year. I'm talking mostly last year as well, too, because there were – it wasn't like this every week, but there were glaring problems. That that gap hasn't been closed. So it may not be that big in his mind, but I don't know if it changes Mm -hmm. from – Certainly till Saturday or any point this season. So, uh, that's Bob, the odd thing I, to yeah,
0: me. I, I'm going to say that he's he's that's that he's wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, right. All I'm saying uh, is, yeah, I'm
1: saying it's more about he's trying not to just say I don't. I, have get, to I,
0: I I I get that, but don't don't try to sell me that 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 they're close or there's a fix is coming or I mean it's it's like we know what they have and what they have on defense in the secondary is not good. And it's been exposed, obviously. Two weeks ago, Washington thirty-nine to twenty-eight, and then really bad last weekend at home against Minnesota thirty-four to seven. Was never really a game. Um, it's like we're you know um, they're two and two, and uh, the season's on the brink, pal. <laughs>
1: well, let me ask you this: you, you and 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 you're going to be my uh, my pseudo fan here. Okay. When when Scotty Hazelton, when we knew on Tuesday he was going to come out and talk. I want to know what a fan number one ex- wanted to hear him say. If it, anything short, if it was anything short of "I'm terrible, I quit," or and and number two, what did they expect to hear?
0: Yeah, and uh, no, I, I get it. You know, he's not going to come out and say my players suck. Okay, obviously, he's not going to do that. Um, but you also can't convince me or anybody that follows this team. That, they're, that there's a gap closing and that the fix is coming. I mean, it's it's going the wrong way. I mean, they they were the worst team against the pass last year in the country, and they're pretty friggin' awful again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, statistically, I guess they're not the worst in the country. They're not even the worst in the Big Ten, amazingly. Um, they're but, hovering
1: right around 100. Come on, that's
0: improving. Yeah, that a hey, progress, pal. Um, but, uh, you know, I just – I mean, I just – you know, you, you obviously you'd, you'd prefer these coaches and everybody would be more honest, you know, but they obviously have a fine line to draw. They're not, you know, to, to walk, they're not gonna come out and bash their players, but you can come out and say, Look, we got what we got right now. You know, I mean, we got what we got, we got the players we got, we got injuries, you know, and we're gonna, you know, we can't just pack it in, we're gonna keep fighting. That's all I would have expected a coach to say, right? Yeah, you but know, judging... we got eight games to go, we're gonna keep fighting. I don't want to hear him say that the gap is closing because it's not. <laughs> the I'm fix
1: Judging by the interaction on Twitter, I think people just wanted him to come out and say, "I'm awful. I quit." Right. Yeah, Which I'm is not right, right. It's not realistic. And here's the other thing, too. I mean, if I I believe if Mel Tucker thought firing Scotty Hazelton on Monday morning would give Michigan State a chance to win the Big Ten, he'd have done it. But I don't think that's the case. As is the case most of the time when a fight a coach gets fired in season, it, it rarely. Rarely sparks some big turnaround for a team. I would be more apt to think you get to the end of the season, didn't still didn't see any progress. It could happen then. I mean, Mel Tucker has already shown he's willing to move on from a coach. Um, certainly did that last offseason. You can we can debate all day whether Ron Burton was quote unquote fired or not, but you know, so I I, I just think the the idea that that, that a change there is immediately going to shift things, I think, is – I don't know. That just makes fans feel better, I think. You you feel better for a little bit knowing the guy got fired or, or, you know, who you believe is the problem is gone. But come Saturday afternoon, you're going to be just as frustrated, most likely.
0: Right. But Yeah, no, I mean, of course, I I don't expect – you know, fans want everyone fired all the time, you know, I mean – they wanted, you know, the Lions fans wanted Dan Campbell on, you know, uh, on, uh, you know, on, on Mount Rushmore two weeks ago. And they want to, you know, they want to, you know, hang him by his toenails right now. I mean, after what he, what happened last week, I mean, fans are fickle and we get it. And that's why they're fans. I mean, they're emotional. And if you don't have fans, you don't have a product. So that's fine. You know, no big deal. You know, that's the way it is. Well, it's uh, the
1: same. And it's the same a little bit with the, the reactions right now with Peyton Thorne. You know, the guy didn't play, he didn't play well at all against Minnesota. There's no sugarcoating that. But, you know, this idea that, hey, put Noah Kim in and everything's going to be better. You know, and I know that's being simplistic, you know, but come on. This team has multiple issues.
0: Oh, yeah, and, for sure. And,
1: and, and, and again, Peyton Thorne didn't play well, but putting in Noah Kim to start, I, I, it's not, almost,
0: not yet, not yet, but, not I mean, yet, hey, but he, we're not we're not that far away. I mean, if this but here's the thing, out, you know, here's what I'll say. I, I almost
1: wonder if people think that all week long they don't do anything. You know what I mean? Like they're not actually at practice doing anything. Because here, the only way it's a problem is if Noah Kim's out there every day in practice playing better than Peyton Thorne, and then they play Peyton Thorne. If any, if anyone in the fan base trusts Mel Tucker at all. I would assume they know that during the week, Peyton Thorne's still the better quarterback. Otherwise, why are they going to – they're not going to put out a guy there that's not as good, right? So, I I, I just – I struggle with this idea of if, if they give Peyton Thorne a chance, suddenly the offense will be better. I, I mean, Peyton Thorne's not blocking, right? I, I don't know. It's just the overreaction and the wanting to blame something. I get it. It's, I mean,
0: well, they're, they're, they're mad. I mean, look, I mean, the team was good last year and they're not good this yeah. year. That's a problem. I mean, and that's why they're mad and it's fine. And I get it. It's tough to watch. I feel bad for you. You have to watch. I don't. I can well, turn the channel. I've turned the channel the last two weeks. <laughs> the I'm other just, thing, too, is
1: I, I don't, I, I feel like the 11 and two last year is as great as it was for fans. It, it kind of changes. <laughs> it skews your reality a little bit. I mean, this is still technically a rebuild of some sorts, you know, maybe not the worst, you know, the biggest job ever, but, and as much as Mel Tucker doesn't want to say so, the first year is a waste. So we're really in year two of this thing. He's got one real recruiting class, not counting his Zoom class. So the idea that everything was going to turn around and it's going to be 10, 11 wins that quick, I think is, I don't think that's realistic. To me, what we're seeing here maybe not to
0: this extent, getting beat the way they have the last week's, but having some hey, issues. when, when Mel Tucker's Michigan State team gets beat, it gets beat. <laughs> right, but <laughs> he I'm, does, saying, he doesn't I'm leave, saying having issues. No, in, he doesn't leave any he doesn't leave any, uh, any. gray area. when Right, you know.
1: but having issues personnel-wise, depth-wise, all that, is pretty standard two, three years into a, a new regime, and well, I, that's what we're right. seeing right yeah. now. The, the worry would be, now if the class he has committed – for 23, if suddenly a bunch of them start decommitting um, and you don't actually bring in the class you have committed right now, th- then there could be some concern. But if they bring in the same, if they don't lose any commitments, I mean, they, on Monday, they wish got they, a commitment wish, for 24.
0: Which they will. I mean, you always lose commitments now. You,
1: well, they've already lost some.
0: yeah. If you hold it together for the most part, I All guess what right, I'm saying, right, right, right. And, you know, maybe add one
1: or two more. This thing's still heading in the right direction. Right. So it's, but I get you know in the moment you're frustrated. You saw 11 wins. You want that's. I'm. It's again very simplistic, but winning is better than losing, and you hate to see what we've seen the last two weeks. So it's a weird in between of of how good you were last year, understanding that it's still going to take a little bit of time. Um, but I get the frustration of wondering why two plus years into this thing, we're still seeing a lot of the same. Same issues with this team, primarily on the defensive side. So I I get it. And and there is, there's look, there's a case to be made that yes, Scotty, the, the, the scheme isn't right. I mean, you had multiple two players in the past week come out and say their whole goal against Minnesota was stop the run, stop the run, stop the run. Well, that's great, but Minnesota's also watching too, and they threw probably about twenty to thirty percent more than they do. You know, so it's you wonder are, were they prepared? So I I asked Scotty Hazelton that yesterday if there's a disconnect between the coaches and the players right now and of course you know I asked it because it needs to be asked but he's of course says there isn't but
0: no uh, yeah. there's a there's a disconnect between the offense and Michigan State's defense <laughs> That's yeah. the disconnect yeah they're, they're not it's, actually close, um, right? I don't I, I don't know about the scheme I think it I think it is personnel at this point. Um, I feel like personnel can overcome scheme occasionally, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like the bigger issue is personnel. And look, they, you know, they got another class coming in next year. By the way, you know, and everyone wants to, you know, think the sky is falling at Michigan State. It's not falling, all right? It's still there. You know, it's early in the tenure. But people forget. All right, Mark Antonio, first year, Michigan State, seven and six. Okay, meh. Second year, nine and four. Pretty good. You know, that Third opened year. some eyes. Third year, six and seven. Yeah. Okay. It takes a, it takes a little step back because you're still figuring, you're still piecing together your guys. Mm-hmm. Fourth year, 11 and two. Fifth year, 11 and three. Uh, A little down year, sixth year, thir- seventh year, 13 and one. Rose Bowls, 11 and two, 12 and two. You get the point. You build, you're building a program. And uh, Ian Bell Tucker is rebuilding a program. Let's be honest. This is a rebuild. Yeah. You know, Mark D'Antonio. Uh, you know, he didn't, you know, the Mark D'Antonio regime didn't leave the program in the best of shape, um, obviously had a great run. No one's taking that away from him, but didn't leave it in the best shape. And so, uh, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time, get that. But I also get the frustrations. I mean, when you're the worst in the nation one year and you come back and you and there's no market improvement in, in a very important part of the game, it's, it's it's tough to watch and it could take you out of games right away. And I think that's the thing that's frustrating is that these games are over. I mean, I know the Washington game was close and score-wise, but it just felt over. And the Minnesota game was over. And now you got now you got to go to Maryland, but who by the way is fourth or third in the Big Ten in passing. That's a problem. And then you got to go home, come back home, and then you're going to play Ohio State. Yeah, have fun. And then you're going to go, you're going to stay home and then welcome your homecoming for Wisconsin. And then you're gonna buy, which you're gonna to use to lick your wounds because you're probably gonna lose all those games. Maybe you beat one of them, right? Maybe you pick off Maryland, you pick off Wisconsin, and then you got Michigan. So the the season's it's we're it's threatening to spiral out of control. And I think that I think that it, I, think the, I think the snowball is is traveling down the hill pretty quickly right now. Well,
1: this is I mean, I mean the season essentially is on the brink right here this Saturday. Right. I mean but you lose. I, don't, I
0: think I think this uh, I mean the avalanche is starting here and it, if you don't win this week out there's no way to stop it.
1: And here's the thing I don't think Wisconsin's very good either. No, but With you're the, not but either. The, <laughs> but the position you'd be in in a couple of weeks having at that point lost, you will have lost four in a row. You will probably be coming off a, another demoralizing embarrassment against Ohio State and you're going to expect to bounce back and beat Wisconsin who's not great but they're not terrible. So I think that's why I think this, I mean, the, the, the optimist could say you could make a case. Michigan state comes out of the next three weeks, two and one. And I don't think someone would say you're nuts. I, I don't think it's likely, but you could make it. But the problem is if you don't, if you don't get it done this Saturday, I I, I don't know. You're right. I don't know where that snowball stops. Mm. I mean, cause now, yeah, you're looking at Illinois Rutgers teams like that, Indiana, they're, it, they're not great teams. but, no, but they're, that, they're not having the that, issues. That, Michigan State. No, is. but at that
0: point, you can lose to anybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's I, it, it's. I, I don't want you know. You hate saying this is such a big, but it is. I mean, this is. Yeah, you're not going to win the Big Ten this year.
0: No, but if you're going to make a bowl, gonna, if, if you're, you're going to make a
1: bowl game, you got to win this
0: week. If yeah. you going to win this week, you're not going to a bowl. Game. You got to win four
1: games at this point for to get to a bowl game. Someone look on that schedule and guarantee me four games because I don't know what the hell they are. You know, I mean, this—I—I I can't guarantee a win anywhere. I can't guarantee one more win for Michigan State. Now, do I believe they're going to win more? Yeah, but I don't—I don't. They're not—they're not a sure thing against anybody. No,
0: you're not betting your life on them against Rutgers oh. or Indiana or Illinois. <laughs> I mean, oh. at this point.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're better, but uh, what does that mean? Especially yeah. at that point in the year when it's gotten out of hand. And, you know, human nature is you, you feel a little bit defeated. So, I mean,
0: yeah. And makes, missing a bowl game would be tough. It would be tough. I mean, Mark D'Antonio made bowl games in his first nine years.
1: He did. And here's the other thing, too. By the way, does anyone remember those first three years and who of the D'Antonio era and who the fans really wanted out of town back then?
0: It was a long time ago. Was it, was many, defensive
1: many... it was a defensive coordinator named Pat Narduzzi. And yeah. I'm not saying Scotty Hazelton is going to be Pat Narduzzi um but having a little patience there worked out all right so i i'm just i'm just saying i don't know which of these coaches who ends up being the real star i'm just saying a little patience as hard as it is for a fan who's sitting there watching the team not play well it, it, it's probably warranted here
0: i mean yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah, well, you know
1: what? It's a rough watch.
0: The good, the good news for Michigan City is, it, you know, and, and I'm sure the coaches don't want to hear all this chatter and all this anger from the fan base, but at least they're engaged still. <laughs> so, well,
1: yeah, once they when, stop caring, once you the lose
0: them, you know, once you lose yeah. them and you're you're in the Bobby Williams era, or the, you know, the John L. Smith era, that's what you don't want. So you want them to be engaged. And so, even if they are, you know, even if it's a little unrealistic to call for a coach's firing at this point, or call for Noah Kim, although Noah Kim's not far away from going from getting some looks at this point. I mean, he's not. I mean, look,
1: I don't think I don't I don't know how realistic that
0: is, Tony. Honest to God. Well, I I'm just saying so the that guy
1: came in and threw a couple good. No, I don't.
0: In. I don't care about that. I just uh, I, I I think that you know, Thorn continues to struggle, and he struggled. I mean, he he struggled. He continues to struggle, and this team spirals out of control. I think we see him pretty soon. Okay, so if you do that, you better be doing that at about eight
1: other positions. Don't do time.
0: it. You know what? If the season's out of control at that point, do it. All right, then, yeah, yeah I, I do, it. do it, too. But this you know? idea that playing Noah Kim – I'm not saying, saying Noah Kim saves the I'm season. I'm not
1: saying you're saying No, it. no, I mean? I'm not
0: saying he saves yeah. the season. I'm just saying that, Fair. hey, you know, if this, if this, if they do lose to Maryland and then they're definitely going to lose the next two weeks after that, you know, and uh, or at least one definitely. I say, I think they lose. I think they lose to Wisconsin because I think Wisconsin's a fundamentally solid team, if not a great team. And uh, you know, and I think that's more than you could say for Michigan State at the moment. So,
1: yeah. Uh, well, the, Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. If the season's yeah. out of control, then I think you see them. That's that's all I'm saying.
1: And then some of the bad things, if you really delve into Twitter and you see Kate and Hauser's quarterback coach on there, tweeting things and putting highlights of Kate and Hauser Hauser saying you know, compete to play, compete to stay. What's going on? Basically saying, why isn't my guy playing? Uh, well, maybe because he's a true freshman, but. Oh.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, Maryland. Okay. <laughs> well, there's some, ch-
1: I mean, there's a chance Vailoa doesn't play, but that doesn't, I mean, I think he's. he said this week he feels fine, even though the coach said game time decision. But um, I had a good friend of Michigan season ticket holder say, if that guy doesn't get knocked out of the game, they would have beat Michigan. I don't know about that, but uh, mm. the, the, pro- the problem for Maryland is this guy has a tendency to throw to the wrong team, which is fine most weeks, but Michigan State doesn't have an interception all year. so uh, and well, how, about, Maryland,
0: how about that? That's insane.
1: Yeah, Maryland can run the ball pretty effectively this year. The, the, the question is Maryland's defense isn't great, and if Michigan State figures out, hey, if you win the toss, Michigan State, take the ball. That's just my – that's my only – two cents in there. Take the damn ball. You can't afford to open a game for a third week in a row, giving up a 10, 12 play drive. Right. Put yourself in a hole and go three and out. Um obviously if you take the ball and go three and out, you're in a bad spot too. But you got to hope you can you can run the ball to some extent against Maryland and maybe stay on the field, sustain some drives. And then maybe if they maybe could, if they, so could
0: if they could run 3.4 3, 3. yards per carry. <laughs> on every parry. <period. laughs> then I like their chances. <laughs> well, my other tip, my other tip is run more than six plays
1: in the first quarter. Man. That's what they've done the last two weeks each. They had one total yard last week in the first quarter. I mean, it's it, I, I hate hearing, you know, sometimes we get tired of all the catchphrases and whatever from, from Mel Tucker. And he talks all the time about complimentary football. But it is it's so true in this stretch right now. Because as much as we're hammering the defense, and deservedly so, the offense is doing them zero favors. And it goes it, it just ends up in this awful cycle. Mm. So the defense opens giving up a 10-play drive. They're gassed. And the offense goes three and out. Well, the offense has been standing around doing nothing. But they sure could help if they could at least get a few first downs. You know, it's just
0: it, – it really is. Yeah, I didn't expect good. that to be an issue. At least not the issue that it has been.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know. That offensive line just hasn't been hadn't been very good. There's no other way to say it. They'll have stretches here and there. You think of certain drives. The opening drive of the second half last week was very good until Peyton Thorne fumbled, but they're not doing it consistently. And yeah. it's it's been rough. And at what point do you – I mean, we, we joke about – we're not joke, but we talk about taking Peyton Thorne out. At what point do you start saying, well, some of these redshirt freshmen up front, maybe it's time to start letting them play. They're going to screw up, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I don't think yet because you still feel like you're playing for something right now. Yeah. Um,
0: we'll see. Well, the okay. thing the, the thing is, too, is from an optics standpoint. I mean, I mean, you can't go 3 and 9. Yeah, I that'd mean, be right. The, the pitchforks will be out. I mean, it just won't be well, Let me ask you
1: this. Are people so I don't pitchforks. think they
0: should be and I, and I made this point the other day. I mean, everyone wants to talk. Every loss that they have, they're going to bring up the Mel Tucker contract, right? Mm-hmm. Look, is he overpaid? Yes. Sure. And guess who else is? Another 100 college football coaches. <laughs> All right? You take, the, you, know, you take the money you get. Like, you know, it's like, yes, he's overpaid. Is it your money? No, it's not your money. Is it taxpayers' money? No, it's not taxpayers' money. It's from a donor. You know, I mean... <laughs> If this has, if this can't be brought up every freaking loss. It's like, look, here's what happened. All right. They thought they might lose Mel Tucker. They didn't want to lose Mel Tucker. Why didn't they want to lose Mel Tucker? Because the last time they had a really good coach and they let him go because they didn't want to pay him, it was Nick Saban. And then he had yeah. Bobby Williams. And then he had John L. Smith. And then you know, it, it took forever to get the program back. They didn't want to do that again. They didn't want to have a third coach in three years and set the program back again. Okay. So what did they do? They overpaid. We get it. We know it. The money is ridiculous. He's he is Mel Tucker doesn't have the resume to make ten million dollars a year, but he's a good coach, and Michigan State believes in him, so they invested in him. Oh well, that, that's you know, the thing. This, that, this can't be brought up if if, if we go yeah. on with this. You know, look if they go four and eight this year, and four and five and seven next year, and six and six and eight, that's a problem. Okay? Yeah, then
1: we get it. You know what? But, you know what they'll do then? They'll fire him. I yeah. don't care what his contract is. The other thing too is Michigan State didn't pay for what they just got last year. They paid for what they believe they're going to be getting. Right. Now, if you thought that meant another eleven wins this year, I think you're delusional. You know, I don't think that's what they did. I think they're paying for what they believe this will continue to be over the next few years. Right. And they I mean, might be can't. and
0: they and they might be wrong. They might be hey, wrong. You're people, right. There, a lot of mistakes, that- there are a lot of mistakes made in coaching circles. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, guys that can't miss that missed. and uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. They could be wrong, but we're not going to be able to make that conclusion four games into the next year. No, I mean if you go four, four and eight, four and eight this year, and four five and seven next year, then you all right, yeah, yeah, okay. Then you get a little right. bad feeling in your stomach, right? Um, and that's the problem with you know the snowball this year. If they do snowball the next four, three, four weeks, and then they do go three and nine, it's just going to be relentless. I mean, it's well, that's why
1: I say the run. critical thing is keeping that keeping that recruiting class together right. for, as as well as you can, right? Um, because you know it, that that shows the continued building of talent and,
0: depth. and then and then you hit the portal for every defensive back with a pulse. <laughs> well, the idea is, I mean... and I don't think that's going to keep happening because the idea is that they're
1: recruiting these guys. Whether you're talking about some freshmen this year, like you know, like Caleb Coley, Aid Willie, those guys that I, I think they believe are those level guys, but they're not just going to throw them out there right now. And they're continuing. So you got another crop of them coming in this class. The idea is that you're not going to have to do this every year. I think what they've in this year they didn't have maybe as many. not to the extent. No, no, no. You're always going to use it to an extent, right. yeah. but I think the the goal is use it to patch a hole here and there. Yeah. You know, not not obviously not like last year when you had 20 of them, and this year what was it, eight or nine? I I, I think the whole goal is to is to build that 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 depth through recruiting, and if you have a year where a guy leaves early, or you got a couple injuries, something happened, and somebody left, okay, we can patch a hole here, plug a hole there. It can't be what you sustain your program on. It's just, I, I don't think that's going to happen. So, you know, if if you're still going into the portal for 10, 12 guys in two years, your recruiting plan didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then that's probably going to tell you a little bit about where the program is as well.
0: Yeah. Well, we could talk about Michigan State's problems for another hour. I mean, Mel Tucker listed them off the other day. In his press It took a while to get through. Like, God bless Gina Trauman from WXYZ. She just, she, rather than, just airing his soundbite, they put a graphic every with like a ding every time There you go. and it's like this huge, this huge board of of things they need to fix because it's bad. The offense sucks. The defense sucks. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it sucks. The whole atmosphere just sucks. And like I said, God bless you for having, for watching every game because I'm I can turn it off and I have. Well, basketball practice
1: started, so there's uh, yeah basketball and practice,
0: practice. I can't believe that. Gosh, you know, of course they're already October dealing yet. with injuries, but you yeah, know. not even October yet, and they're already practicing basketball. It's crazy. You dude.
1: sound like Tom Izzo. He can't believe he's already out there, yeah, talking about it in September. But that, although that's been the case for like four or five years now, but <laughs> you yeah. know,
0: yeah, basketball. Uh, I can't wait for that. That'll be fun, boy. Uh,
1: if you get if you're if you're fretting right now over struggles on football just prepare yourself that first month of the season in basketball is gonna be rough
0: he says it's the toughest uh tom iso forgets how tough this is and this is a grunt ruling it's pretty tough he's had he's had a half dozen just like these though if you go back and look it's not this is not abnormal tom makes it sound like what am i doing i've never done that you know you do it all the freaking time Tom. Like this yeah. problem was
1: he, his problem was he said okay to the Gonzaga thing when it was everything was pretty well set, and then that came along. And God forbid you say no, Tom. Yeah. Um, and just so it's just like, so in his mind, he's like, it was already hard enough. And then I added this thing, yeah. You know, it's like, and you, they always, to say, yeah. you know,
0: they always get through it, they'll lose, they'll they'll lose as many as they win in that grueling uh, schedule. Maybe they'll lose more than they win, possibly. Uh, it might, it's uh, but that's fine, you know, you yeah. know, where you where you run the the risk in those type of schedules is with a very young team. And then you get the, you know, because the psyche, the emotional psyche it, with losing doesn't sit well with younger players. If you got a little bit of experience and some veteran leadership, you can get through that. They got you, a little you, bit of that. Yeah, I you get yeah. into big time yeah. play. And I think that it makes you, it'll make you stronger. Maybe the really young team. then I think it could go the other way, but with yeah. the team that, you know, has been through the gauntlet a little bit. Uh, I don't think going into this gauntlet and losing more than they win, which they probably will do. Is going to really hurt them too bad. So. Yeah, I
1: don't think it's a mental thing with them. It's just to me, it's going to be more of, uh, are they going to have enough bodies to make it through? I mean, they're already shorthanded with Akin's out, Malik call out. Although I think you know, none of those sound long term. But the problem is, you are going to be, you are going to be playing in fewer guys. It's just the reality, and you are going to wear down. So I worry about that more than can they handle, you know, the mental part of losing a few more than they are used to, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, these guards can be pretty good. They better be really good this year. Yeah,
0: yeah and, and then they got Oakland on the schedule, too.
1: Whew, well, it's the Tony Paul uh,
0: <laughs> annual classic. Hey, it's the Rocket Wilds' return to East Lansing.
1: I, I always like that being a Saturday game, whether it's in Detroit or whatever. It's a kind of Tuesday night, it feels like. Is man. it really? Yeah. it's mm, a
0: bummer. Well, it's like,
1: Tom, Tom can't play, you know. He wants to have some games at home. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Considering
1: they're hardly home for the first, uh, they get Villanova at home though, so
0: yeah, with no Jay, right.
1: Yeah, most of those big games are not at home, and that drives him nuts. But it's the reality of college hoops now, you got to play in the big tournaments, you got to play, and again, he doesn't say no, uh, you know, you want to be. I think, I, I think
0: yep. he doesn't want to say no because time is a loves the fact that he had built this program to a national powerhouse. Michigan State's always had good, some good basketball over the years. Obviously, they won a title in the 70s. And, but Tom has a, built it into a blue blood. Yeah. And so he doesn't want to say no. You know, But he, he knows. Uh, he wants to be out there in your face on ESPN at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. Playing, playing at 9 p.m.s, Playing some very tough competition. I give him credit for that. You know, I wish – there were more football coaches in this uh, this area that had the same mentality. Different, yeah. well, different, the, different the, thing. But you know. The thing
1: is, Tom, too, operates – he still operates like they haven't made it. And right. that's probably why he's – Well, because so he sure. wants
0: – because he thinks they probably haven't because of that second national championship. Well, in, probably, but you know? um,
1: in his mind, he thinks the second he doesn't operate like that, he loses it. And, right. and you got to admire him. I mean, that's that's what's driven him all these years. You know, yeah. he's convinced they're not, so he's going to show you that they are. in that means playing all these teams. Right. Okay, we'll play whoever you want.
0: We'll play them anywhere anytime, time, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, any other CMSU uh, news here? Um, Our time's ticking. I know. Um, uh, check out DetroitNews.com all week long. You can find Matt's content, uh, all his big-time power rankings, his previews, game coverage on Saturday. Same with Angelique covering Michigan. They got Iowa. That'll be a good test for little JJ, you know, yeah. a little, uh, a little good defense out there. Unless you're gonna win that game because Iowa can't, doesn't have an offense. But uh, well, the
1: defense just
0: scores; they scored twice last week. Right. Um, so, uh, so we'll see what, uh, we'll see what happens here. Uh, but uh, yeah, check it all out: detroitnews. dot com. get a subscription, two years, twenty two dollars. Won't find a better deal. You'll get Wojo. you get Neil, you get Charbonneau, you get Changelis, you get me for better or worse. And uh, that's it. What time's the game at? Anyways, 3:30? Well 3:30 of course. We don't play noon games. 3:30. Uh, Michigan State at Maryland. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, good luck to you. All righty. Bye. See ya.